Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. This week, we find ourselves in the fifth chapter of the Gospel of John. And in the fifth chapter of John, we are going to see a miraculous healing by Jesus. So Jesus had gone to Jerusalem, and there was a place by the Sheep Gate called Bethesda. And I'm not talking about Maryland. Bethesda actually just means a pool. And near this pool of water, I guess there were five porches where sick people would come and they would gather. There were many blind and lame and paralyzed people and they were waiting to be healed by the water because word had it on the street that there was an angel that would come at a certain time into the water and he would stir up the water and whoever got in first was made whole and was healed of whatever disease that he or she was afflicted by. And that sounds like maybe kind of a far-fetched tale, but if people were genuinely thinking that they were going to be healed by the waters of Bethesda, it was because there was a lot of biblical reference to back this up. So three different instances in Second Kings in the Old Testament, one of them, some people were healed by a purified pot of stew. Did you know about that? Another one was Naaman was healed by washing in the Jordan River. And a third one was healed by touching the bones of Elisha. All three really unusual ways to be healed. Well, it wasn't just the Old Testament. It was also the New Testament. Later on in the book of Acts, some were healed when the shadow of Peter fell upon them. A shadow healed them. And then another one in the book of Acts, some were healed when Paul's handkerchiefs were laid upon them. And I think all of this is just to prove that God can and does do things in very unexpected and sometimes unusual ways. So for people to be laying near a pool, to be laying in Bethesda, wouldn't really be that unusual. And so Jesus Jesus comes upon this man who had had an infirmity for 30 years eight years. That's a really long time. And it implies that he really hadn't been able to move much in that time. And so Jesus asks him, would you like to get well? Hmm. Well, I mean, I I feel like he probably would. The thing was, none of these people who are around the pool were looking at Jesus. In fact, somewhat of a blindness, if you will, had come over them They were there with their eyes fixed, not on Jesus, but on the water. They were expecting the water to to bubble and move so that they could go into this water and be healed. And yet the one who could heal them was standing right there. And I think we can apply this to our lives in 2021. What if we are in the presence of Jesus and yet we don't lift our eyes up enough to see him? Are we waiting for maybe a more convenient season? Some people might be waiting for dreams or visions. How about signs and wonders? Some people just need to feel compelled, while others are waiting for a revival. 
maybe you're waiting for a particular feeling one way or the other, or this is a strange one. Maybe someone's waiting for a celebrity to endorse it. But do you want to be made well? This was a sincere question posed by Jesus, because you know what? He's a gentleman and he knows not every sick person wants to be healed. Some people are so discouraged that they will put away all hope of being healed. And so he asked him politely, do you want to be healed? Well, what did this sick man say to him? I can't. The sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. The man assumes that someone else is going to get there ahead of him. And so he has very little hope that he is going to be favored. Could that maybe be another one of the the impediments to us lifting our eyes? Maybe we think we're not going to get picked. But you know what? Luckily, in this case, Jesus says to him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Now, this is not a four poster bed. Okay. It's not even a sleigh bed. It's not a bunk bed. It's a mat. All he needs to do is roll up his mat. But yet it would be easier to imagine the man thinking, I can't do that. Why should I even try? But instead he doesn't. He says, if this man tells me to do it, I will try. We had a Spanish exchange student who anytime we would ask him if he wanted to try something new, he'll say he shrugged his shoulders and said, I will try. And so we've adopted that in our family. If something new comes up, even if it's scary, even if you think you can't do it, I will try. And what happened? Immediately the man was made well. He was made well. Now, was he made well by the water? Was he made well by the pool? No, he was made well by Jesus. And here's the thing about the New Testament. We don't always have the physical touch of Jesus in our midst. We have Jesus among us, but we can't see him right now. And so there are ways that we are able to tap in to this mighty miraculous power, even without the actual human hands and feet of Jesus. So in the book of James, It says the elders of the church may anoint someone with oil and pray for them and they may be healed. Is it because you have a a bottle of magic oil? No, the oil is the conduit. In the book of Mark, God's people can lay hands on each other in prayer, asking God for healing and people may be healed. Is it the hands? Do you have magic coming out of your fingers? No, the hands are the conduit to God's healing. God may grant healing in response to faith of another person on behalf of the person who is healed. God can also heal through medical treatment. Yes, I believe in science. Yes, I believe in Western medicine. However, I also believe that God can and is able and does use modern medicine to heal people. I believe in God and in science. I don't think they are mutually exclusive. Theology and science can coexist and work together. So what we learned today is that if you just lift your eyes up, get your focus off the pool, you just may may find healing. It's not the, the bubbly water. It's the person who created the bubbly water that is going to heal you. Tomorrow, come back because this healing was all done on the Sabbath day 
and it's going to be the source of quite a controversy that follows. See you right here tomorrow. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.